People be out here beefing with you. And meanwhile, you're struggling with anxiety, depression, maintaining your relationships, paying your bills, and finding demons. Like, damn. Every time I turn around, I'm triggered. Damn. Life be beating my ass. And that bitch got hands. Are we all depressed out here? So, this is for all of us. Everyone who is just trying to survive. Sometimes I wonder why I'm just so blessed. No bite, bite. Like, God really just keep on blessing me. And it's not fair to you, ho. Nigga, what the fuck do I look like a walk in the park, bitch? You gotta pay for this. Take your fucking drawers off, nigga. Get back bite. in this bitch. Y'all fucking it up for bitches like me. Bad bitch. Bitches with self-esteem. Yes. I indulge in talking shit. Do I have the facts to back this up? Hey y'all, it's your girl Diamonds Dosage, and I'm back with another episode. And I'm so excited to be sitting here with my girl Jasmine. She is a wellness coach and a hip-hop enthusiast, and we all need some healing out here. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation today. Um, Jasmine, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit more, go ahead. Yes, thank you, Diamond. I'm excited too. I'm grateful to be here and speaking with you. Um, I, I, you said two things that I love to be known as, to present myself as. Mm-hmm. Um, I love hip hop. I like looking at things um, through that lens um, and being grounded in the culture of hip hop. Um, I feel like I'm ultimately a guide mm-hmm. in, in every capacity that I dabble in or pick up as a training or choose to spend time within that particular space or with that particular population Mm -hmm. um i'm always trying to serve as a guide um so it's important to me to be well um so i also see myself as a wellness advocate um and it's important to me for communities to be well um so Yes, yes. I'm I'm a behavior analyst, too. I I know we were going to talk about that a little bit. So Right, you do it all. And I got a little uh, history and behavior analyst. I'm not one, but I've worked in those populations where they have them. So, yes, we're going to get all into that. So the conversation today is surrounding the art of emotion and, like, our emotions and our energy, essentially, like, because we are these energetic, you know, fields just walking around out here, going through things, not knowing how to cope or filter through them. So this is a conversation I've been wanting to have with someone who can really get into it for me um, because I feel like you understand emotions and you know how to filter through them. <laughs> I know like when we had our meta, because I, I had a meditation session with Jasmine a couple years ago. Ty actually gives me um, a session with you for, I think it was my birthday. I think so too. Um, that, I think it was before the pandemic. So. Yeah, it was before the pandemic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me yes. right into the pandemic. <laughs> but yeah. it was basically like a, a healing session, a meditation session. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can you describe one of your meditation sessions? A little bit so yeah. they get a little more insight on like what the process was. Yeah, I do a lot of different things. Um, it really depends on the person and what they're coming to meditation for. Um, recently, I've been trained in breath work, which is sort of different and separate from meditation. Um, but it's conscious breath work and is using the breath um, to unpack things and to, to ultimately heal. Um, How important can- is our breath work to healing, though? Like, no, yeah. like taking, stopping to take a breath. Like, how mm-hmm. important is that? Well, it's different in so many ways. Like, for one, as far as breath work and really, like, being in that practice of intentional breath um, and being in those particular exercises that um, constitute breath work, um, that really allows you to have healing, 
without even having to talk about the thing or identify the thing or, you know, bring the thing to the surface of your mind. You can have that healing just through the breath. Mm -hmm. um, but then, so that's how an uh, answer to your question in a, a complex way, but in a simple way, like breath is the most basic nutrient. Like mm -hmm. we can go a little bit of time without eating. We can go a little bit of time without like sleeping or drinking, but we can't go too long. Yes. Without yes. So we can, there's, <laughs> there, there's studies and things on that, but us just sitting here, we we not making it too long. <laughs> I don't think people. I, I once I learned how important like breathing was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disciplined in it at all, but mm -hmm. I do sometimes like take a step back to breathe, and like I've learned that working in the psych ward and like having the therapists there, they they would do a lot of breath work with our clients. So I think that's essential to like healing. So uh -huh. when I did my meditation session with you, what was that? What was that? That wasn't breath work. So back then, I think a lot of my meditation sessions were centered on visualizations, the basics of breathing. Um, and we might have did a body scan, too. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of my sessions, I'll incorporate the chakras and have an awareness of the chakras in that moment and have an awareness of what's going on in your chakras. How do we know moment. like when a chakra is off? And like, what uh -huh. does those parts of our body represent? Yeah, so... Um, there's different ways to know. Sometimes it might be like that you're literally having like dis-ease in that space um, or that you're like um, having uncomfort in that space. You might feel it literally mm -hmm. in your body. Um, for example, like when we're when our heart chakra is struggling, we might like have like um, tension in our mm -hmm. chest or we might be having um a fast pace of breath and things like that. Mm, that's interesting. I've mm -hmm. learned that like when the throat chakra is kind of like not clear, mm -hmm. you sometimes don't even express yourself in the way that you're yes. supposed to naturally. That's the one I feel the easiest, the throat chakra, mm -hmm. especially like as, cause it's so easy to get a little throat ache. Right. You know? <laughs> or <to laughs> a little like, tingle. Yes. Or like, it's so easy to like feel that choke that you might feel from your, your throat chakra being mm -hmm. unbalanced. Whereas there's other parts in our body that we've like learned to ignore those sort of symptoms and things. Right. Headache, crown chakra challenges, you know. Yes. I'm, I'd be just like, because I, the Western culture when it comes to like healing the body is just like outdated. Like yeah. I'll go to the doctor. I'll be like, I'm having this, this and this. Like, oh, you're young and. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. change your diet but it's like bitch what's really going on with me right. like they can't really tell us like what's going on within our bodies and mm -hmm. i think that's why we got to get back into ourselves and holistic healing and like internally heal first and for sure yeah, yeah. we have to integrate the two mm -hmm. we have to leave from a space that's holistic absolutely everything so um diving into the emotions i want to know do you think that we only operate out of two emotions, fear and love? Because so I love that concept. Like, I feel like I'm not fused to it fully. Like, I still recognize the rest of the emotions mm -hmm. that I experience. Those basic emotions, the five ones. And then, like... What the, are the five ones? Okay, let's try. <laughs> I'm going to say happy, mad, sad, um, scared, which is referencing fear. Mm -hmm. Um... It's okay. It's okay because I don't know either. <laughs> what is it? Guess one. Uh, 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 it's like shame, maybe. Maybe. Okay. And because, but either way, once it gets past that, there's also more complex 
emotions like disappointment and frustration and peace and things like that. Um, but I do understand that concept of love versus fear versus fear um, and how I can't always have the both of those at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of people don't know how fear is just kind of like in our subconscious mm -hmm. and we make a lot of decisions from fear because it's there. Yeah. And our subconscious has shaped us and the things that we have done, our path, the people we've been in relationships with, made friends with. Mm -hmm. It's all because of these thoughts that have just been internally um, and within us when our, in our sure. subconscious. So I don't know if you know much about the subconscious and how it shapes our thoughts and our thinking. Yeah, I have. I know a little bit about the subconscious and I, I feel when I think about how that affects my emotions is the understanding of it's not always things that are at the front of my yes. mind or right in front of me situationally that are causing or affecting or impacting my emotions. Yes. Yeah, so it can be things that we have been traumatized from mm -hmm. from years ago yes. that we have no clue. Like this is what is triggering this certain Mm -hmm. um, action or reaction or this word or being verbally abusive or, you know, yeah, just anything like that. And from our lineages, like too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you, like, childhood trauma, what does that look like mm -hmm. in adulthood? Yeah, I think it's just, like, always unpacking that because it's so many things that we don't even have full memory of or that maybe as a child that we didn't have the tools to process fully that is um, causing consequences in our present, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I think that it's like unpacking that without judgment because it, it can be a fun experience. I think we, when we think about like doing the healing work, we always think like, huh, I gotta go. It's my demons. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, you know, people will have anger toward their parents, towards their abusers and et cetera, because mm. it's like, um, I think we, we have this in our mind because of our, our Westernized training that we're not supposed to be in struggle, yes. that we, we're not supposed to be in this process of healing or even life. feel negative emotions. I think mm -hmm. people like, I don't want to feel this. This is not OK to feel. And it's I feel like it's OK to be angry, sad and yeah. those things. It's just how you can For filter sure. through them. Yeah, because when when you are feeling those feelings like you're doing yourself justice, like imagine if it was some shit that you was supposed to be mad about and you wasn't letting yourself be mad. Mm -hmm. Like. You, you doing yourself an injustice in that. So I think when I think about the times that I really felt deeply emotions for long periods of times, like times that I might have been in sadness or times where I really sat with anger, I'm, I'm grateful for those times. Mm, that's really deep, though. That's really deep. I think we have to start seeing like what our triggers are because yeah. I don't know if you know about astrology but like I'm in my mm -hmm. Saturn return right now it's been whooping me like mm -hmm. but I've had some of like the hardest lessons transitioning into my 30s right yeah. now and I'm super grateful for them just full circle lessons where I'm knowing I'm supposed to love myself and put uh -huh. myself first so how like how can we recognize our childhood triggers or like uh -huh. what are some things people to do to even escape those type of thoughts? Yeah. Okay. One, well, in the, in recognizing them, I think like through the unpacking, you can see how that's showing up now. And when you look at how it's showing up now, you can look, you can choose how you want to, mm -hmm. to operate from that. With, Do we with usually that see that in our relationships? Hmm. Like how our, how we're projecting trauma, I would say. Yeah, like, do we usually see um, the unpacking that we've done? No, the actual 
trauma like projecting. Got you, got you. I feel like a lot of times people miss it at first, mm -hmm. um, but I think that in that awareness, that's when we can look for the triggers and look out for it. I think when you sit with um, an emotion or you sit with um, the, 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 all of the things that are around your trauma and all of those things that from your trauma that are showing up in your present, you can have that awareness and apply it um, to, to your everyday life. So I think um, when something that I've really been doing with triggers for me is allowing them to be informative of how I, what changes I want to make. What do you mean by informative? Yeah, so if something is triggering me, I don't need to be triggered. Like, right. So like, <laughs> I don't need to be, whatever that um, trigger response is for me, that's not the, the feeling that I want to have in my body. That's not something that I want to um, allow space for mm -hmm. as much as I can have control over that. So when I'm recognizing a trigger, especially if it's one that I am in full control of, well, how can I reshape that for it? Yes, going forward? I love that. And like, that's why I also want to say like feelings are fleeting and mm -hmm. like, You'll feel they something really one minute like, oh, this nigga didn't left me. Yes. And like, next minute you know, like, you don't even give a fuck anymore. So it's For just sure. like, how can we... have we, to remember that. Yeah, how can we really discern the emotions that even matter and, like, that are uh -huh. that are lasting? Yeah, I think um, sometimes emotions are responses to things. Mm, um, that's good. You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's... it's Giving yourself permission to not deny yourself an emotional response. Yes. Can we talk about that a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of relationships that I've been in, uh, the men would not allow allow themselves to be emotional. They would be prideful, even though they felt so deeply. Or And, you know, mm -hmm. I know we don't give men the grace to even feel how they're supposed to feel. But uh -huh. what is that? What is that disconnect? Why, why don't we want to feel certain things? Even if yeah. it is love. Yeah, I think one reason may be um, the we form addictions to certain emotions, um, like that feeling of love or like that feeling of joy or feeling of acceptance and, and things like that. Um, but then there's also that we might have like some trauma around a particular emotion, like love might not be a feeling that we trust ourselves to have. Mm. That's deep because a lot of people don't realize how they self-sabotage their love life, mm -hmm. a.k.a. me. I'm the people. Because mm -hmm. um, what does what healthy love even look like for me? Because, you yeah. know, growing up, I never really saw my parents weren't together. Like, mm -hmm. And it was like so many broken homes. So, like, I don't even know what love actually looks like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I've felt um, love for people, but, mm -hmm. like, it was never lasting and it was never, like, mm -hmm. deep, I feel like, mm -hmm. in my relationships with a lot of men. Yeah. And I think that going back to that awareness, like when we have the awareness and we decide for ourselves what we want a certain feeling or emotion or um, interaction with energy to look like, then we can sort of shape that. So mm -hmm. same thing with with like sadness, when we determine for ourselves what we want, like sadness or grief to look like in our life. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes when you don't have the like attention intention behind this um experience with emotions and mm -hmm. this experience with sitting with emotions and processing what they are for you um you can like get way in too deep to something or uh experience something the, the way that you didn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like 
um, that that sadness can become self-destructive or um, that that anger can can get in the way of your opportunities or et cetera. Absolutely. So it's like choosing like how how am I going to experience this emotion? How am I going to weave this emotion into my reality? Or what does it even look like for me? Mm -hmm. I think that's such a valid question that a lot of people um need to see like what does happiness look like for me when I'm sad yeah. what does that look like like yeah and that's something I've just been experiencing more because I don't know is it me or mm -hmm. as I'm getting older I'm getting like more emotional and like <laughs> I when I like back I did not give a fuck about anything mm -hmm. but like I'm getting older I'm getting wiser I'm thinking about consequences of things I'm thinking about the experience of things Love and it. I'm be I'm becoming more emotional with a lot of things so I think um just understanding my emotions is Number one, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Um, why did you get into wellness? I wanted to ask you this in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think when I first uh, decided to get into wellness, I had like some experiences with studying activism and being around activists. And I really appreciated um, the effort to change community, given just everything that we have to deal with in our community. Um, and so then I had my own personal journey with wellness. And through that, I felt like the best way that I could show up um, or the best way that I could respond to that, that um, love that I had for activism was to be a wellness guide. Mm -hmm. It's so needed. Like, it's mm -hmm. so needed. I think this world does not focus on the mental as much as it, fo it yeah. focuses on like stack or starve and like get up and go break your back, mm -hmm. go, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't fo focus on like how every day we're carrying around these emotions and even like people that have emotional baggage from past relationships, abuse, like we don't talk about these things mm -hmm. in, in school. Like I had no yeah. clue about mental wellness and yeah. it's something that's lacking so severely. I think it's changing though. I think okay. it's getting better. You know, I work with kids right now, and even today, I just led a social skills group where we identified emotion. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And these are four and five year olds, so I do think it's, it's changing. I honestly think social media played a little bit of part of in that. For sure. Yeah, and, yeah. and people just the learning. standards around wellness mm -hmm. are, are different, just in our society altogether, and what even white America has allowed in. And, you know, white, white America is real into wellness. Too. So like, <laughs> they tax it for their wellness. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I think um, the I definitely recognize a raising like in the vibration around wellness and, and people tapping into that. I more. feel it. I feel it. Even within my own family dynamic, like. Mm -hmm. Everybody is realizing, like, okay, it's time to heal from They these... want to be well. They want to be <laughs> well. Like, we want to heal from these generational curses. We want to heal from, you know, uh, how we love on each other and it's uh -huh. not real love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think people have their own definition of love when it comes to it being... Can love, like Bell Hook said, love and abuse cannot exist? She did say that. She did say that. You know what? And I, I think about that when she says it because I don't know that I agree fully but i think i think what she says is the truth. <laughs> so, why wouldn't so, you agree fully well i think that um and it, well well what i was gonna say is i feel like in saying this like i'm like bell hooks is like in mother in, in, i love in, her 
in her in her grave, like saying she's the woman that's con confused about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel that I've I've experienced love and abuse uh, at if not in the same time paired next to each other. And I think abuse is also a very like. Um, a, a lot of people in all our life abuse us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we so, don't realize it. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say that, like, that love and abuse hasn't existed in the same time for me. Because I, I think that I, from 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 very maybe mild abuses to very strong and traumatic mm -hmm. abuses, mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, I've seen the two coexist. And I don't know, even this is going back to love and fear, too. I think like love is this sort of energy that's always just like hovering, hovering around. It's always you know? present, yeah. Yeah, so it's like we can forget about it, you know, or we can like turn our back on it and things like that. But I don't know if we can get rid of it by experiencing something else. Right, that's deep. That was just so deep. It's, I feel like there's always a higher energy, uh -huh. even in like the darkest moments yeah. in our relationships or in our lives. Yeah. How connected are like spirituality and our wellness? Yeah, I think that spirituality is the driving force of wellness. Um, you know, there are different categories of wellness and spiritual wellness is one. But when I work with my clients, I always um, encourage them and invite them to prioritize that because um, I just feel like you know, without all of them, something else is going to suffer. So mm -hmm. if you're having challenges in your physical wellness, you're going to have challenges in your mental wellness. Right, because they're all connected, yeah. right? Mind, body, um, spirit. Yeah, but when it comes to spirit, I just feel like it has to, when, um, whatever, wherever you're at with it, it's having a strong impact on the rest of your wellness. A and strong it's pull. The mo it's the most foundational one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, with attachment styles, I, I don't know how much, because I don't know much about it, but <laughs> I think it plays a huge part mm -hmm. in just our, our mental wellness and For how sure. we depend on people and yeah. avoiding codependent relationships or yeah. the relationships where it's super detached and you don't even feel physically there or mentally there with that person. Or the opposite, super attached. Clingy, super mm -hmm. clingy, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about attachment styles either, but I know that it's something that have been, has been helping a lot of people recently. Yes. Like, I feel like it's like the new love language. Everybody is like <laughs> right. taking these quizzes, like, what's your yeah. attachment style? What's your love language? Yeah. I don't know mine, but, um, I think just thinking about attachment altogether and those two like different extremes that we just talked about, mm -hmm. like the being detached or the being super clean, super attached to, to something. I think that that's, I'm happy that we're thinking about it and talking about it. Yeah. I am happy that it's been so um, exposed to people because it's, it's important to, we deal with relationships every day. Mm -hmm. It's important to know how to love yourself, how to love other people and the attachment styles that you do have mm -hmm. with them. I feel like I was like, a little codependent mm -hmm. mixed with like detached and mine, mm -hmm. just always kind of like needing something mm -hmm. with within the codependent relationship. Um, but yeah, I'm working through that and I'm trying. Yeah. How can we get not get over our emotions, but like mm -hmm. cope with our emotions? Hmm, cope with them. I don't know. Like well, coping with, I guess, the negative ones and mm -hmm. just basking in like the ones that make us feel good because I feel like okay. we're always waiting for something to happen to us and got we you. don't really sit with the, the good things. Got you, got you. I think rather than cope, I try to like 
look at the emotion and like see what it's telling me. Like emotions are information as well. So like um, if I feel a certain way about that something, like what is that emotion like helping me to learn? Mm -hmm. Or like where is the guidance of me to? And what direction is it pointing me in? I think what helps like me having that perspective so that I'm not in a situation where I have to cope is um, trying to move away from the idea of like good and bad or like um, trying to move That's away. That's a great point. Yeah. And just let shit be what it is. Yeah, for sure. And trusting that I signed up to have all of these emotions. Like I didn't come here just, you was talking about me being happy. I didn't come here <laughs> just to be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I came here for all of the things. Yeah, to experience the human experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was reading something where I don't know if you know Eckhart Tolle. He's one of yes. my favorite. Yeah, he's one of my favorite spiritual you know, Kendrick, leaders. Kendrick uh, shouted him out on the album. Yeah, he's on the album too. Right. Yes, I was really surprised to see that. But he yeah. said like to be a human is kind of like suffering essentially. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that is a Buddhist concept. Um, okay. That's like I feel like probably one of the foundations of Buddhism is that. Um, as humans, that we suffer, and that the the idea of like becoming the Buddha or being the Bodhisattva is to um, what does that mean? Move away from suffering. Um, bodhisattvas are like well, so becoming the Buddha is like that person who has mastered life and moved away from suffering, ascended beyond suffering. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a Bodhisattva is like sort of like the walking version of that. So they say like Gandhi was a Bodhisattva, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King was a Bodhisattva. Things oh, like that. That's very surreal. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that all humans are going to deal with some type of neurosis or like mm-hmm. some type of anxiety, depression, um, any things like that. I think mm-hmm. it's part of our journey, honestly, to understand the emotions and feel those and to how to sift, shift through those and cope with them. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm great. It is a great conversation. I agree. Um, thank you so much for joining me. If you have anything you want to say, um, definitely drop your handles on Instagram, um, Twitter, yes. anything like that. Yes, I'm on Instagram at Jasmine Kyla the God. Jasmine with no E and an S. <laughs> <laughs> Black people be getting that. They got the Jasmine spelling options in their mind. Yes. So, <laughs> with, with no E and with the S. Um, Jasmine Kyla the God. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, upcoming events? I know you do like yeah. yoga. When is this dropping? We don't know. <laughs> well, um, I have um, an event coming up at the Disciple Museum. I'm doing a hip hop meditation um, on May 29th at 11 a.m. Okay. And if it's after that, then there'll be another one. Yeah, so make sure y'all follow her and follow her handles. I feel so, like, calm when I'm with you. Her energy, your energy is just so radiant radiant and warm, like, just so welcoming. Um, Thank you again for joining me, and make sure y'all stay tuned for the next episode.
So make sure y'all follow her and follow her handles. I feel so like calm when I'm with you. Her energy, your energy is just so radiant, radiant and warm. Like just so welcoming. Um, Thank you again for joining me and make sure y'all stay tuned for the next episode. All right.